Good afternoon. I am Pastor Antonio Eubanks of Heath Ministries, where we believe in using the Word of God to heal, empower, and teach, so that you may be properly equipped to help establish the kingdom of God and its principles in your families, communities, and world. If you're in the metro Atlanta area, we invite you to attend our Sunday service for a life-impacting experience. Please visit our website at heatministries.org for more information. We would love to hear from you. But for now, we pray that you enjoy this message. God bless. And when people are going through some things, I know that God is saying, now's the time for you to exercise your faith. Now's the time to do what you were called to do. Amen? Amen. It's not a time to run. It's not a time to cower down and get into your corner and hide. Actually, it's the time to become bold as never before. Amen? Amen. But I said Ezekiel chapter 37. And I'm starting at verse 1. And it says, The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out of the Spirit, he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord, and set me down in the middle of the valley, and it was full of bones. He caused me to pass among them round about, and behold, there were very many of the surface of the valley, and lo, they were very dry. He said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, you know. Again he said to me, Prophesy over these bones, and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter to you, that you may come to life. I will put sinews on you, make flesh grow back on you, cover you with skin and put breath in you, that you may come alive, and you will know that I am the Lord. You will know that I am the Lord. That was prophesied in song today. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. And behold, a rattling. And the bones came together, bone to his bone. And I looked, and behold, sinews were on them, and flesh grew, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they come to life. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they came to life and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. Amen. What I'm talking about is what God asked Ezekiel. Can these bones live? Can these bones live? See, we've talked over a few weeks sporadically here and now because there have been some things that come in between. But if you notice that we've, that we've talked about these questions that God asked people. Remember, he asked Moses, what's in your hand? He asked, he asked, Elijah, he asked Elijah, why are you here? So now we have him asking Ezekiel, can these bones live? Can these bones live? 
can these bones live? And what does Ezekiel say to him? He says, only you know, God. He said, I don't, I don't know. That's really what he's saying. He said, I, I don't know. To me, it doesn't look like it can. To me, it looks like this situation is destitute. To me, it looks like this situation is, is, is over with. To me, it looks like this situation is destroyed. To me, it looks like all hope is lost. But God is saying, can these bones live? Can these hopeless situations in your life live? Can what seems to be hopeless, can what seems to be over with, can what seems to be the game is over, can what seems to be you have lost, can what seems to be the devil has stolen everything away from you, can it still live? And some of us answer just like Ezekiel, and we say, I don't know. Only you know God. Only you know God. But how many know right now that if God knows, you can know. If God got the answer, you got the answer. If God says it's not the end, it's not the end. Amen? Amen. See, because Ezekiel was a man that was in touch with God. But he had been living in bondage like the rest of them in Babylon, like the rest of the Israelites in Babylon. What is Babylon? Babylon is a confused language. It's Babel. So what is that saying? It's saying that sometimes as people of God, even though we may be touched by God, even though the anointing may be on us, even though the blessing of God may be on us, sometimes we find ourselves living in a confused environment. Where the things that are coming out of people's mouth, the actions that we see people doing, it seems confused or counteractive to the word of God. And then we find ourselves smack down up in the middle of that situation, and then we start to wonder through the doubt of the enemy saying, God, are you still there? Am I still touched by you? Am I still am I still walking with you? Have you just left me right here? Around all this confusion, I know you said this yesterday and, 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 and day before yesterday and, and last week and last year. You made these promises, but then you got me in the middle of this confusion. Have you left me right here? But we know God has not left us because even just like Ezekiel, he came up to him in the middle of this situation and he said, can these bones live? Now it's real funny that when you're really looking for the answer, God asks you a question. You're looking for an answer from God. You're saying, God, how can I get out of this thing? How can I make this thing work? How can I move forward? How can I forget the past? How can I let this go? How can I make my finances better? How can I help these people get better? How can I just let this frustration go? How can I operate in forgiveness? All these questions. But sometimes God will come right back and say, can these bones leave He'll take your question and ask you a question. Now, is God asking you a question because he don't know the answer? No. God is asking you a question because he's trying to get something to you. He's trying to get an answer to you. He's saying, I need you to look deep down inside. See, because just like, just like Ezekiel, God was communicating with him through visions. Ezekiel had a lot of visions. And see, God will communicate to us through visions. He'll give us the thoughts in our head and we'll see it. We'll see it. It'll be so clear. It's almost like we can touch it. Even though we know it's not right now, but it's, it just feels tangible. But see, then what the enemy will come and do, he'll come up with his doubt. He'll come up and give you that worry. He'll make somebody over here act a fool. And then all of a sudden that vision gets cloudy. And then even when the devil is gone, the vision is still cloudy. 
Why? Because his residue has been left behind. See, if I have this screen right here, I can wipe it down with Windex, but as much as I touch it, as long as I keep putting my fingers on it, my fingerprints are going to be there. It's going to leave residue on the screen, which is going to make it harder and harder for me to see. And then sometimes with this particular screen, if I get too many fingerprints on it, and then the light from up here starts looking down on it, it becomes harder for me to see. What are you saying, Pastor? What I'm saying is sometimes when the enemy has, when the God is giving you a vision and the enemy has come in and just touched it and touched it and touched it and now the residue is gone and God is trying to cast his light down on your situation, you still can't see because the residue is there. But God is saying what you got to do is you got to take some time to clean this thing. You got to take some time to wipe away that residue. You got to take some time to get rid of that stuff. See, there's a difference between a remnant and a residue. See, we holding on to residue thinking it's a remnant. See, a remnant comes from the old tradition of, of a carpet. And when they first started to roll of the carpet, they put it on the roll, and then they roll it all the way up, and you get the big roll. Well, the remnant is what's left over. Well, some people say, ain't that what residue is? No. Residue is what's left over, but it wasn't there in the first place. See, a remnant was there in the beginning. It was there when the roll got started. It was there when they first started rolling. What God is saying is the remnant was there even before all this mess happened. What you got to return back to is the remnant, meaning that engrafted word that I put inside of you before it even started. Before this situation even got out of hand, you got to go back to the remnant. Don't focus on the residue because it's only the remnant that's going to remove the residue. What did I put in you before this situation even started? What did I put in you before this person even did what they did to you? What did I put in you before this job started acting funny with you? What did I put in you before your money got funny? What did I put in you before you even knew what bad situations were? What did I put in you? Go to the remnant, not the residue. See, that's what God was asking Ezekiel right now. He was saying, can these bones live? Can these bones live? See, the bone was the remnant. The bone was the remnant. Because if we go all the way back to Genesis, what, what was pulled out of the alley? It was a bone. It was a bone. It was a bone. It was the remnant. It was already in him. So it was pulled out to create something else. So God is saying, you you looking at these bones and they might look dry to you, but to me they are a remnant. And if you speak to those things, then they can live. So you got to speak to the remnant. You speaking to this residue. Residue don't respond to words. Residue just looks at you and says, I can't move off of your words. But a remnant says that I can create new things. But see, we get caught in this valley just like Ezekiel does. And then we find people who are now perished in this valley. And we start comparing ourselves to the people who, who were in this valley with us. And they say, well, I didn't make it out. I knew some people who's in that same situation as you, and they didn't make it out this thing. I knew somebody who had a, had a relationship just like that, and it didn't work out. They got a divorce. I know people who, who, who was in a situation like that with their job and, and they came and fired the whole department. So you gotta be careful who you're talking to in the valley. Because see, sometimes when you go in the valley, it's not because of what you have done, it's because of what God is trying to do. Come on now. 
Because see what we see right here. It says in verse 37, chapter 1, I mean verse 1, it says, The hand of the Lord was upon me. See, he knew the hand of the Lord was upon him. And then he says, He bought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and sent me down in the middle of the valley. He sent him in the valley. It wasn't the devil. God sent him in the valley. And it was only to give him a test. And it was a one-question test. You either gonna pass or you gonna fail. You either gonna you gonna succeed or you gonna fall back. God says you're in the middle of the valley and you're gonna be tested. He says, but sometimes you gotta realize that even in the valley, I don't only exist on the mountaintop, I'm a God of the valleys as well. In 1 Kings chapter 20, verse 28, the Armenians was coming upon the people and they said, well, we're gonna, we gonna attack them while they're in the valley, because we don't, we know that God ain't in the valley with them. But God told them, He said, no, I'm not only a God of the mountaintops, I'm a God of the valley as well. So whether you put yourself in the valley or whether God brought you to the valley, know that God is still there. Amen. But see, we can't allow the valley experience because what happens, the, the intentions of Satan is to catch you at your lowest points of life. Because he knows that the valley can sometimes be, be hard. So he catches you at the lowest point of your life and he says, I thought God loved you. I thought you was a child of God. Just like he did, Jesus. If you are the son of God, if, if, See, if creates doubt. Yes. If creates doubt because it's saying, if this, then that. If you were a child of God, then you wouldn't be going through this. If you love God like you say you do, then this wouldn't be happening. If you gave and worship and tithe like you're supposed to, then this wouldn't be happening. If this, then that. That's what the enemy does. He keeps using that over and over again. So then at that point, you're looking at the valley experience and saying, oh Lord, I'm stuck in this thing. But God said what? Yea, though I walk through the valley through. 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 See, don't 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 make them don't make what's supposed to be temporary long term. Don't make what's temporary long term. See, he says through the valley. All you walking through the valley for is to get some experience that you wouldn't have got unless you came through this valley. The only reason you're going through that valley is because there's somebody there in the valley and you need to pick up as you walking through. The only reason you're going through the valley is because it's some dead bones, it's some hopeless situations, and you need to learn how to speak to those things so that even if you go through again, you won't have to worry about it because you know you're only going through. You're only going through. You said, I need my connecting flight. I'm only stopping through. I'm not here to say this is just a layover. I'm not saying you. I don't even need no room. Don't check me in. Matter of fact, I'm going to stay at the counter and I'm going to wait for the next plane to show up. I'm not playing on staying here long. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So you may be in the valley, but God is a God of the valleys as well. Amen. So we got to understand. We have to understand. See, Ezekiel came up upon this thing, these bones, these bones. He said he called me to pass among them, round them about, and behold, there were many on the surface, many on the surface, many on the surface. Is anybody getting that? It was plenty of dry bones on the surface, on the surface. But God is saying, what's below the surface? 
once below the surface. See, sometimes what you got to realize is you got to dig a little bit deeper. See, you're looking at all the surface problems. You're looking at all the surface issues. You're looking at what's right in front of you. But when you going to dig deeper and see what's inside of you? When you going to dig down to see what the Word of God is already in you to be able to speak to these things? He said, even though it was many, it was many hopeless situations. I'm in Babylon confused, seeing all this junk around me, but it's all on the surface. See, even the word of God, the Logos word, the written word, it's only the surface word. He said, but when you're going to dig deeper and get the rhema, when you're going to dig down and get the revelation, because it's only through revelation that you're going to be able to have expectation and have anticipation of what he's going to do for your manifestation. That's what it's going to take. Are you willing to dig? Are you willing to dig? See, because even in the valley, when you dig it, finally you keep digging and you keep digging, well, once look dry, you might hit water. You might hit water. Because see, even though you might be in the mountaintops, but guess what? The water from the mountain flows down to the valley. The water from the mountain flows down from the valley. So even though you might not be up there at the source, he said, even though you ain't at the source, I can still give you resource. All you got to do is dig. All you got to do is dig. 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 Like he told Abraham, he told Isaac, he said, go and dig again. Dig the wells, even though they've been covered up by the enemy. Go and dig again. Dig again. Dig again, because that's something now that you're supposed to receive. See, these bones were dry. They had been a great army at one time, but then and plenty of life was in them. But now they find themselves dead and dry. How many of us have situations in our life? It seems like things were just about to come back to life. It seems like things were about to just work out. You was only two steps away from breakthrough, and you could feel it. You could hear it. You was on the other side of the door, and you could hear the promises calling you through the door. But then all of a sudden, it seemed like the lock got tighter. And then somebody came with a padlock. Looked like one of those New York doors. Got about five or six locks down the door. And then got a bar to come down across. <laughs> and you say, God, I thought I was having a breakthrough. I thought this was the door you brought me to. I thought this was the place I was supposed to be. Why am I locked out? Why is there no light where I am but I can hear it on the other side? It, it was very dry right here. It's very dry right here. But what happens? See, because in that situation, you have to be careful to not get defeated spiritually. Because, see, they were already defeated physically. And, see, that means sometimes we can get tired. We can get down. Mentally, we can get even depressed. Because Christians get depressed. Don't let nobody lie to you. But, see, if you depress, that just means somebody got their finger on the button. Because you got to depress a button. So they pushing your button. And sometimes that somebody pushing your button is you. So God is saying, let your finger up off the button. Let your finger up off of it. Quit pushing your own button. Quit talking to yourself like you crazy. Quit talking to yourself like you don't know who you truly are. Quit talking to yourself like you don't belong to me. You talking to yourself in a way that is offending me as God. Take your finger off the button. Because
Because see, anybody else pushing your button, it's easy to get away from that. All you got to do is move. All you got to do is move. See, a drama can't play out unless it's got players. So you can play your part, they can play their part, or you can cancel the show. It's up to you. It's up to you. But see, we can't allow all that stuff to come in and destroy us spiritually. We can't allow it to come in and, and, and take, a, take what God is really trying to do. You got to know what God is really trying to do, even in the midst of your situation. See, even in the, see, it's different between a test and a temptation. See, Ezekiel wasn't tempted here. This was a test. And see, when you're being tested, the only thing that's being tested, it ain't got nothing to do with you. It's got everything to do with your faith. It's the remnant of faith. He said we were all given a measure, but God didn't know that a measure ain't really enough. That's just something for you to start with. That's just something for you to add to. It's called priming the pump. So God said, I put enough in you to get the pump started, but I'm going to put you through some tests so that I can grow you up. See, because one thing about it, a temptation is only attracted to the thing that's already in you. A test is out here trying to get something to you. See, a test is trying to promote you. A test is trying to elevate you. A test is trying to say, you know what? I know you're ready for promotion. You might not even know you're ready for promotion. But if you're sitting in my class, then that means you're ready to pass. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't run from this. Don't run out the valley all the time. That's when you put on your armor. That's when you get fully dressed. See, a lot of us going out the house naked every day. And that's why the test beat us up. Because we're not putting on the armor of God. We're not putting on the helmet of salvation. We're not putting on the breastplate of righteousness. We're not putting having on the shield of faith. We're not carrying the sword of the spirit. We're not shining on the shoes with the good piece of uh, with the gospel of news. We we leaving out naked. And then that's why we becoming ashamed because we uncovered. But God says you got to get into the middle of this situation because it's funny how it says that He put him in the middle of the valley. See, when you're in the middle of something, that means what? It's coming at you from all sides. No matter which way. He said He put him at the end of the valley. He put him in the middle. But see, that's two things. If he puts you in the middle of the situation, that means half of it already all with it. Catch that. If you're in the middle of a situation, half of it already over with. So all you gotta do is get through the other half. Yes. So don't let the enemy catch your mind and say, oh, I'm in the middle. I don't know which way to turn. But guess what? If you're in the middle, you're halfway through. Halfway through. You halfway through. God already took care of half of it. And if he took care of half and he puts you there, then how do men know that he's going to take care of the rest? Hallelujah. And how does he do that? How does he do that? With his remedy right here. It says that God did what? Verse 3. He said to me, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, oh Lord, only you know. But that wasn't the right answer. Because the scripture says right here, again, he said to me, again, he's like, wait a minute, Z, you're not getting this. Wait a minute, you're not getting this. Denise, you're not getting this right now. Again, I'm asking you, can these bones live? And then he said, prophesy all these bones and say to them, oh dry bones, and here's the key. Hear the word of the Lord. That's the key. 
If you want dry things to come back to life, if you want hopeless situations to not be hopeless, see then what you got to do? You got to prophesy. All prophesy means is speak. 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 And it says what? The word of God. What's the word of God? Right here. See, you can't speak what you don't know. You don't know what you don't read. And if you don't read it, you won't ever get it. It ain't going to jump into your body by osmosis. You can't rub the body against your belly and think that that's called eating the word. It doesn't go in that way. He says, meditate on this day and night. He says, then it shall make your ways, what? Prosperous. So if your ways are not proper, prosperous, then guess what? That means you need to meditate a little bit more. Because it says, so as a man thinks, so he is. So that means you might have some stinking thinking. See, sometimes that's what God was trying to tell Ezekiel. He said, can these bones live? And he immediately got to his stinking thinking. Because he said, I don't know God, only you know. But God said, that's stinking thinking. Because if I know, you already know. If you know my word, then I know you know. That lets me know, Ezekiel, that you ain't really been spending as much time as you need. It's time now to elevate that time. Yeah, you was doing good. I'm not knocking you. I'm not saying that you wasn't worshiping me and loving on me and spending time with me. But what you're going through right now is going to require just a little bit more. See, this is advanced class you're in right now. You got A's in them remedial classes, but right now you're being tested. This ain't remedial. This ain't this ain't Bible 101. You in you in you in advanced AP class. So it's time for you to pass. It's time for you to pass. It's time for you to pass. And then it says that it says that Ezekiel did what he was supposed to do. What is that called? Obedience. Ha. Obedience. See, it's one thing to hear the instruction from God. But it's another thing to obey the instruction from God. See, a lot of us say, God, I don't hear. I can't hear what you're saying. That's how you know you ain't going to obey. <laughs> What's you telling somebody something and they not going to do what you told them? See, one thing is a pet peeve of mine. If somebody coming to me asking me how to do something, and then as I proceed to tell them, they try to tell me how to do it. Well, what you asking me for? <laughs> What you ask me for? And I have to believe that God feels the same way. Well, what you ask me for? You don't tell me how to do it. Then do it yourself. It's that simple. But he tells Ezekiel right here, he says again, prophesy over these bones and say to them, oh dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter you that you may come. To life. So he causes the breath to enter into him. But then here's the here's the part right here that, that, that really brings it brings it down. It says, where, where am I looking at? In verse 7. He says, This is where he showed his obedience. He says, So, meaning, I heard everything God said. So I prophesied as I was commanded. What a suggestion. See, why y'all think God suggesting y'all do this? He's suggesting that you pray a little bit more. He's suggesting that you lay and prostrate a little bit more. He's suggesting that you 
study his word a little bit more. But no, he's saying he's commanding you. A command is not a suggestion. Now, he's not going to force you. See, there's a difference between God's command and man's command. See, when man commands you to do something, he's holding you He's holding you with a force. I'm commanding you to do this. I'm making you do that. God said, no, I'm giving you a command because this is my communication command. Look at the word, commands. Commands, C-O-M, that's communication to man daily. Yes. That's what you get out of command. He's communicating you daily. And he's saying, prophesy. So Ezekiel saying, so I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, Meaning, as he started speaking this word of God. See, don't think just because you ain't a prophet that you can't prophesy. The devil is alive. Because it says that the Holy Spirit will pour out his spirit in all sons and daughters shall do what? Prophesy, which is speak the word of God. It don't mean that you're going to go and tell somebody that they're going to hit the lottery two days from Sunday and they got to play numbers three, four, and six. No, what that means is that you can stand on the word of God and that you can speak the word of God and that you can act upon the word of God. Because, see, sometimes all you got to do is speak. He said, so I prophesied as I was commanded. And the beautiful part is, God told him what to say. So you ain't even got to know what to say. You can be like Moses saying, God, I'm a stutter of speech, and, and I don't really know all that much. And that and God said, you ain't got to worry about it. You just show up with your mouth and open it. Hey. <laughs> and allow the word of God that's inside of you to bubble up out. Throw up that word of God. Some of y'all time to throw up. That's why God, we talked in the beginning, he's taking you through the emotions up and down. Because he said, I'm trying to get you to throw up a word. I can't get it out of you no other kind of way. Maybe if I shake you up a little bit, turn you upside down a little bit, maybe you'll start throwing this thing up. It's kind of like a baby when they get fed. When you give them a bottle, everybody say, don't shake it because he just finished eating. Well, God said, you just finished eating. You've been eating this word so much. You come every Sunday to eat. You go and listen to stuff on the internet and you eat. You eat, you eat, you eat, you eat. You're better about the bus because you won't never throw nothing up. And then you're constipated because you won't even let it out. You know the kind of way. So you just, you just fool. Barely about the blood. So he said, prophesy. So he said, he said, as I prophesied, there was a noise. There was a noise. And behold, a rattling. That word translated in the Hebrew means earthquake. Earthquake. So what he's saying right here, he said, as he began to speak the word of God over his situations, over his over his problems, over his issues, he said, as he began to speak as God commanded him to, he said there was a noise, and then there was an earthquake, meaning God began to shake some things up, meaning God began to move some things out of the way, meaning God began to cause a divide, meaning he gonna separate some things. Because see, when an earthquake comes, the things that were not built to stand, they fall down. Everything ain't built to stand in an earthquake. 
And see, when he told Ezekiel to speak to these bones, you got to realize what was going on. These bones were actual physical bones of the body. And when he told him to speak, the first time you hear something in what? It comes in through your ear, right? It comes in through your ear. But here's how funny God is, and I just love how detailed God is. See, in your ear, there's three bones. Just like the Son, the Father, and the Holy Spirit. There's three bones that makes up what we call your inner ear. And the first one is called a hammer. And then you have an anvil. And then you have a stirrup. That's what receives the vibration. So when you take in what God is saying to you, as you hear the voice, as you hear anybody speaking to you, what ends up happening is this anvil inside of this hammer inside of your ear starts pounding down on the anvil. It starts pounding down on the anvil and making a noise. And then this thing called stirrup starts receiving the vibration. And then some things start shaking up in your life. So God said, when you pounding down on this situation with the word of God and you can start bleeding. Bam! 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 What is bam? Bam means blessings and miracles. Blessings and miracles. Blessings and miracles. See, when the devil go boom, you gotta go bam. When he go boom, you go bam. Blessings and miracles. Bam! Blessings and miracles. Bam! Blessings and miracles. Bam! And see, you can't just say that out of your own authority. You got to say that out of the authority of God. Blessings and miracles because God said, according to his word, that I shall have all of my needs according to his riches and glory. Because God said, bam, blessings and miracles. If I seek him first, all these things shall be added to me. Because God said, bam, that if all by his stripes, I am healed. Because God said, bam, he will never leave me nor forsake me. When the devil go boom, you gotta go back. Yes. You gotta take that hammer and hit that anvil. Yes. Thank you, Lord. And see, you only do that when you only do that with, with iron. So they believe when the blacksmith is hitting that is 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 iron. That's why I said iron sharp is iron. So God is saying, you ready. See, as long as you keep on banning, you keep speaking that word, then it disturbs in your ear. Then it starts vibrating. It starts vibrating. And see, vibrations, vibrations are, are, are tones. It creates a tone. It creates a tone. A tone. See, that's how you tune a piano. They take the tuning fork and they play the notes. And then if the vibrations are off, that's how you can tell, that's how you can tell when people are in perfect harmony with each other. Because when they sing in perfect harmony, then you, there's no extra vibration. If somebody's out of key, then you can hear this extra vibration. I know my man can attest to that as a singer. You, you hear this extra vibration. It kind of rings in the ear. And you know somebody ain't in key. Somebody ain't in, in, in alignment. But see, God said, when you start speaking that word of God, and then that vibration starts happening, then that means you are lined up. That means there's a perfect tone. That means that there's no ringing in your ear. You, God said, you are lined up with me. I hit you, and then you lined up and you vibrate perfectly. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And now there's a perfect tone. A tone. A tone. What does that mean? Atonement. Yes. Meaning you've been brought back into alignment with God. Totally, because the word of God has been manifested in your life fully. Amen. 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 And then I'm finishing up right here. Then it says, it says that what what happened? It says that everything started coming back together. 
I'm just going to sum it up like that. Everything, because it says what the bones and the skin and all that stuff, everything started being put back together. Being put back together. Why? Because he spoke the word of God. He spoke the word of God. See, it says, it says that the bones came. The bones represents the support and the foundation. See, when you start speaking the word of God, then God will send you the right people to support you. He'll send the right people to undergird you. All the things will start coming together. And then it says that the sinews and the muscles started coming on. See, then that means that God will start allowing you to move in the things that he called you to move on. Because now you got the support. Now you're ready to move. And then he says that as you start to move, then the covering will come. He says you just got to step out. I got to know that you're stepping out. And then you don't worry about the covering because as you step out on what I called you to do, then I will cover you. But then it says right here, even after all that, things weren't still alive. See, because how many know you can be moving but not be alive? How many know that you can be living but not be alive? See, a lot of us just existing. We just tread water. We just got our hand up above the water, and we're two seconds away from drowning, but and, and because we're about to get tired of treading. So God says it's time to bring life. And what does he tell, what does he tell Ezekiel right here in verse 9? He says, Then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord of God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain, that they come to life. What is the breath? Breath translated right here is the spirit. Ooh, what? We can prophesy to the Holy Spirit? Yes, God says to activate that Holy Spirit. Call that Holy Spirit into your situation and say, breathe on these things that were once dead in my life. God, breathe on my finances that ain't right. God, breathe on my relationship that ain't together. God, breathe on this child that these people giving me fear. I want you to breathe on this. I'm commanding you to come from all four winds. And see, don't miss that. He said come from all four winds. That means every direction. North, south, east, and west. Mean everything is covered. And what we said in the beginning is you was caught well. In the middle. Catch that. You was caught in the middle. So even though it may look like you're surrounded by mess, you know what I mean? So now, no matter which direction you face, even if you can't watch your back, I got your back. Amen. He says, call it in so that these things can live. Call it in so that these things can live. He says, prophesy is the ruach. The ruach, that's what that Hebrew word is. Call in the ruach. I want the ruach to come from all directions. And see, then without a doubt, it'll take God's word, his instructions. And then your obedience to these things. Your obedience to these things. It'll take that. It'll take that. Your obedience to these things. We got to start speaking to these things. He says, be weary, but faint not. Meaning, I know you're going to get tired. I know you're going to feel bad. I know sometimes it's not going to look like it's working out. 
I know sometimes it's going to look like it's the end, that it's over. I know sometimes it looks like that the promise ain't going to happen. See, see, the enemy can't attack your promise. Get that. The enemy can't attack your promise. If God promised you, what does it say in the scripture? It says the answer to this promise is what? Yes. yes. And amen. Meaning yes, and it is so. See, so the enemy can't touch the promise because he can't touch what belongs to God. What he can touch is your mindset because he can place the seed of doubt which turns into worry over time and which manifests into fear. And then that means you think that your promise is gone. Notice I said think. I said think. See, get rid of the stinking thinking. Hear what God is saying to you. He's called you to greatness. He called you to more than just existing. He said it's time out for existing. The bones can't exist by themselves, but they can't have life until you seek over that thing. The situations, these bad situations, they don't exist by themselves. The devil got every right to do what he do. Then you got the right and the authority to do what you're supposed to do. Yes, Stop getting mad at what the devil, he doing his job. Why are you unemployed? He says, speak the word of God. And if you look at that scripture even in more detail, God gave him the words to speak, but it came out as God was speaking it. And that's what God said. When you speak his word, when you speak his word, he don't know who is saying it. So he has to perform it. He has no choice but to perform it. Because I know the word says what? That his word shall not return to him forward. And that's what you're doing. You sit in that vibration back up to him. And he said, oh my God, my son, my daughter lined up with me. So that vibration cannot return back to me more. And as it comes back to me, I'm going to sit it back down with a bang. Yes. And that's going to cause the earthquake. The rattling. Then you're going to see the bones come back together. And things that were once dead will yes. come back to life. And then like the song said, you'll be in your city. And everything will be working for your way. Everything. Everything. I don't know about y'all, but I don't preach myself happy. So y'all don't get it. I got it. Thank you, God, for giving it to me. Because I know today that I can speak to whatever situation. I can speak to whatever thing that you got presented to me. And that I will pass according to your word. That only through your word shall I pass. All I got to do is throw up what you already got in me. That it's already been implanted inside of each and every one of us. We cannot doubt what God has put in us. It is there for a reason. Well, in your direction. What did we just say? The spirit comes from what? All directions. This ain't no accident. This ain't only purpose. This is God. You gotta declare those. You gotta declare some things over your life. You don't been spending too much time declaring all the negative. That's gonna take care of itself. What does Jesus say? He says, tomorrow got no trouble of his own. Let it take care of itself. Declare 
blessings on your life. Amen. Amen. Amen.